listening to a Geek Network interview. Be sure to hit the follow button to get notified when a new episode is available. You can also visit us at geek-network.com for your guide to the geek entertainment news you love. Created for geeks, by geeks, and remember to always geek responsibly. Hi, uh, this is uh, Danny with another episode of Fandom Sessions. Today I'll be speaking to Mike Evans from Profiler. How are you doing today? Yeah, very good. Thank you, mate. How are you doing? Not too bad, man. Can't complain. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of cover um, in this specific interview, which I'm excited to dive into. Um, but first and foremost, uh, just to kind of break the ice here, um, I always like starting a little bit silly and then, you know, just diving into uh, the interview. So if you were on a deserted island, uh, what top three albums would you take with you? Uh, I would take <clears throat> Hybrid Theory. Oh my God, uh, yes. <laughs> hot Dog, uh, Chocolate Starfish, and the uh, Hot Dog Flavored Water by Limp Biscuit, and um, White Pony by Deftones. Ooh, all solid choices. Um, Def, uh, Chino Marino is uh, coming to the area uh, under Crosses, so I don't know if oh, you've sweet. seen Crosses. I haven't seen them live. I love their music, but yeah, I'd love to see them. They're incredible. Yeah. But yeah, solid choices, man. So uh, would you say that like the whole new metal genre is like a big influence um, in your music? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Definitely all the kind of bands of that era from the 90s and 2000s has a massive influence. But then there's other influences as, as well uh, outside of new metal. But um, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a very strong genre. So we definitely pull inspiration from there, 100%. So there has been, uh, especially on the topic, uh, there has been a whole thing that new metal is resurfacing because of uh, because of TikTok and other social media, um, you know, platforms. Uh, would you say that it is uh, making a combat uh, a comeback? Yeah, I think so. I think it's sort of like dipped out of uh, <clears throat> fashion for quite a, a period of time, but I think it's got so much longevity, which is why people are going back to it. Um, such high production um you know a lot of the music that was out at that time if it came out now i think would still be huge as a kind of simplistic authenticity to it that i think people um enjoy the uh, nostalgia about it so yeah i think it seems to be making a resurgence which is beneficial at the time that we're doing our band as well nice and uh how long did you actually start uh the the project profiler uh, it's probably been going for about four and a half years. Um, but in terms of us being signed and actually having a, a platform, it's only been since we released the EP. So only really about two years um, professionally, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, uh, now um, with the way that technology works, uh, we're mainly working off of, uh, you know, uploads to YouTube, uh, Spotify, and, you know, wherever else you can find your your music um would you say that you would rather go back to like the actual physical content of music or you know just keep it going we're on uh, these streaming platforms yeah no i definitely rather it was um physical uh because i think it's it's more beneficial for um for financial reasons i think the streaming is great for access to be able to listen to your music but it doesn't really benefit uh the artist or the record label that much even if you're if you're making millions of streams it's the the royalties are so small based on streaming i think it's a great platform but i think it has taken away from the uh financial reward for musicians which is an unfortunate uh byproduct of it 
Yeah, I, um, if I remember correctly, back uh, back about 2014, 2015, um, Calvin Harris, uh, the Scottish uh, DJ producer, uh, he says like, yeah, you may see a you know a song on iTunes for ninety nine cents. He's all, but in all reality, you're making about nine to sixteen cents per you know purchase or per download. So he's like, it's not really, you know, like you said, it's not really financially beneficial for the artists at, uh, themselves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think on, on Spotify, it's even even lower now, uh, 0.0033 something. It's 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 really small. Um, I think it's a good platform. It is what it is. I don't want to sort of complain about it. I mean, we're really grateful to have our, our music out on those platforms. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's sort of like artists were able to actually make their money back off physical sales, which is tangible. You get a physical product to CDs and vinyls. Um, so I think most musicians would honestly say they'd rather be able to sell their product uh, physically and actually make some income from it um, because it would, it would benefit them better, better. And it's nice for the, uh, for the uh, customer as well to have a physical item. Um, yeah. That's what I brought up on CDs, CDs and tapes and vinyls. And I love that aesthetic. So yeah. it'd be great if we could <laughs> go back to that. Yeah. And uh, whoever's listening uh, to this right now, whenever you go to a live show, like please go to a merch booth uh, artists do, you know, appreciate, you know, you buying their physical contact uh, content at the merch booth. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. This is a great way for bands to, to make an income. So yeah, any fan that's supportive of that, we're super grateful for. Yeah. And uh, so outside of a uh, new metal, I, what would you say are some of the biggest influences in your music? Um, there's some Britpop influence kind of like there's like Oasis maybe to an extent. Um, then lighter artists like Ben Howard is in the UK, uh, um, Damien Rice, things like that. And then hip hop elements as well. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan, um, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, ASAP Rocky, things like that. Um, so yeah, it's quite, quite a wide scale of, um, of influences, but then, you know, there's just loads of input on music on all of our sides, like the Smiths and, um, <laughs> Dire Straits. There's loads of stuff that maybe doesn't come up in the sound of our music, but there's, there's a there's a wide variety that we're into as a band for sure yeah um and then with um you know you saying that uh, you know you've been doing this for about four and a, uh four four and a half years um you know if we go back about four four and a half years that's when you know the pandemic you know was really uh taking you know taking course kind of the world shutting down how did that affect you as a band did it affect you negatively or positively um, a bit of both. Like, I mean, it's, we were about to kind of get going on a, on a live aspect. So it kind of pressed pause on that. And then because of the backlog of tours, we couldn't get really get on any shows after COVID had finished, but it did give us the time to write the record that we're putting out now. Um, I was uh, yeah able to have the time off my job uh, to be able to just sit and write um, over the course of COVID that's produced this record. So I think every, everything has its time. So I would say long-term beneficial. But obviously, short term in terms of live shows, it was a bit frustrating for everyone, I guess. Okay, yeah, that would make sense with yeah not being able to go outside. Yeah, and um, speaking of the record, um, you know, what can you tell us about this new album that's coming out? Um, well, yeah, it's our it's our first album. It's a pretty versatile, raw, and hopefully authentic original album. That's obviously, I think people are going to pick up on the influences from from new metal but we're stoked to get it out and kind of see what people think but i think as a band yeah we're really 
really proud of of what we've created um and the opportunity we had you know from the from the label to have the budget to be able to go into to a studio and and do this and actually have a physical vinyl so yeah super super excited it's there's a lot of kind of conceptual lyric ideas in there um so it's not really talking about sort of ex-girlfriends or um <laughs> like too many personal issues it's more kind of conceptualized and based on pop culture spirituality and uh philosophy as well so i think lyrically it's quite interesting um but yeah i think yeah as artists we're satisfied so excited to see what 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 the people make of it basically okay and then how did you come up with the idea of um or who came up with the idea as well uh for the white uh with black spl- uh, splatter for the vinyl um pretty much just based on the fact that it looks it looks really cool uh we've got we got samples that that came back and that was our favorite kind of um texture uh out of the options that we had mm-hmm. um and it's, yeah it, it looks amazing we've i've got it at my house and um as a sort of tester and it, it looks great um we just thought that was the coolest thing that's that stood out to us basically so yeah it's pretty sick yeah i saw some pictures online so i had to ask you about that sure and um what made you want to go from uh, a solo project to actually enlisting um joe johnson and then oscar hawking um well i wanted to turn it into a band i mean i had demos but um i yeah i didn't want to just be a bedroom musician i actually wanted to turn it into a, to a project um and yeah utilize uh other members because uh, i've been sort of writing with my being a bedroom musician for quite a while um but then just yeah, through being at a music uni and, and being in a demographic where there were other musicians, I just yeah wanted to turn it into a live project, um, which obviously we did. And then uh, yeah, since since before the album, we've obviously got a new drummer, Brad, who's who's joined the band uh, uh, since Oscar's left. Um, and yeah, he's kind of more more committed to to the kind of idea of what we want to create. I think Oscar was finding the uh, the patience of of being in a band uh, a bit enduring. So. Yeah, it didn't work out, unfortunately, but yeah. Well, all right. And what uh, would you say, since you're doing, you know, multiple things, uh, you know, you're the the singer, uh, the songwriter, and also the uh, the lead guitarist, uh, what would you say is your favorite? And what would you say is the most challenging out of those three? Um, I like, I like all of it. I love, I love songwriting. That's probably like my favorite part. Um actually having like physical tangible songs that are recorded um i love i love making riffs i love playing guitar and i, I do love singing uh the most challenging is doing guitar well it's not it's not that it's challenging but it's it's um it's always been like natural for me to be able to play and sing mm-hmm. but live getting the crowd energized and being stuck behind the mic and changing your patches on the pedal board and then tuning in between songs that's been a bit of a challenge which is why we're going to switch some things up live. Uh, so I give my guitar to my bass player occasionally for some songs uh, and put the bass in tracks so that I can just front man. Um, because that has been, that has been quite challenging. Uh, there's, there's bands that do it, but I think mm-hmm. under the guise of being a metal band it is, you know, if you want people to circle pit or marshal, um, you need to talk about stuff. It's difficult when you've got so much to do in such a short space of time. Um, yeah, changing patches, playing riffs, tuning, talking to the crowd, like it's a lot. So um, that's about kind of delegating responsibility and getting that live set to be uh, as energized as possible. 
And uh, speaking of sets, uh, how do you, uh, let's say, uh, curate a set for a specific show or a specific city? And um, when you're on tour, uh, do you tend to tweak uh, the set list by any chance? We're going to kind of uh, do dress rehearsals before we go on the tour that we've got in May. And then if we're on tour, we're going to work out what works best. But I think through kind of trial and error, we've devised a set for this specific tour that should be perfect. Um, mixing up some of the, the guitar and bass and the frontman elements um, and creating interludes in the backing tracks and just having like a, a set list that is just never boring, keeps keeps the crowd engaged. Um, but we've never played that specific set. But yeah, as I said, through trial and error, I think we've kind of, we've, we've worked out all the kinks. So it should be, it should be very strong. Um, if we need to tweak it on tour after a week, if something's not working, then we have everything we need to do that. Okay. And then, um, you know, uh, feuds uh, within bands are usually a common thing uh, when you're touring with your your, your bandmates. Uh, how do you keep the peace and make sure that, you know, there aren't any feuds? Because famously known, you know, you have Motley Crue, you have Slipknot that's had feuds and fights in between, you know, especially when they're touring, they've had fights yeah. and feuds. So how do you keep it all together and keep the peace alive? Um, we haven't done a long tour yet, so I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, we'll, we'll see <laughs> as we go. Um, we all get on pretty well. I'm I'm hoping it'll be all right. Um, but I don't know. There's not a, there's only three of us, so it's not it's not like it's uh, yeah. It is like it's easier. I think if there's more people, then there can be there's more room for for error and getting on each other's nerves. But um, I'm sure there'll be some discrepancies. But I think we're all quite level headed people and we've been doing it for a while it's not like we're 18 like we're i think we're kind of mature enough to yeah hopefully be hopefully be mature but we'll we'll see i mean it's going to be testing at times no right. doubt um you know like well there's been discrepancies like as a as a band there's like little that's just going to be the same as any like group of people together um i guess just get space like go on a walk like get uh, get away from people get your own personal space um we'll see it could be <laughs> difficult but i think it should be all right fingers crossed <laughs> there's no fights or feuds <laughs> for sure i hope not no i hope not but i mean it's um yeah i don't know it feels like a different scene i think all bands are in it like together and they want to get the most out of the experience and there's not like drugs or you know any of that stuff anymore maybe there is with some bands but um for sure not with us but yeah, I mean, I think putting anybody, you know, uh, however many dudes are going to be on the bus, like 20 dudes on the bus for like 40 days, uh, it's going to be interesting. Oof. 40 days. Wow, that's a long time. We weren't kidding. Crazy. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's like 33 shows on over 40 days. So, wow. yeah, it'll be but uh, one, <laughs> one day at a time. We'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. And um, what's it like shooting a music video and uh, the biggest challenges that can come uh, with that as well? um ours have been quite smooth but they've been extremely cold like the one for all and forever was all good that was in towards the end of the summer so that was fine but the last two have been in the winter in like warehouses no heating um and like trying to get cool aesthetics with like fucking not not very many clothes on and stuff so uh yeah did the cold mainly um the length of time it takes getting the right shots uh yeah keeping morale up if you're doing like a sort of 14 hour shoot or something it can it can take ages start eight in the morning you finish by like 12 one in the morning or something and it's freezing 
Um, so they, the last the last two have been been a bit challenging, but um, the result's good, so it's worth it. Nice. And then, um, yeah, you guys also have to like make sure you get the right lighting, and then uh, make sure that the sound syncs up to whatever you guys are currently doing while you're on set, right? As well. So I say again. Um, so you also have to make sure that the, um, that the backing track is on sync to whatever you guys are doing on, on set. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of live. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've got like a, um, we've got like a, well, depending on how long the set is 30 minute, 25, 35, 40 minute set. Um, that's, uh, all linked up by a MIDI backing track. Um, I'm not the guy that does it, so don't quote me on this, but then. <laughs> Is basically um, linked up to the MIDI of Joe's Quad Cortex, which is uh, linked up to both guitars and bass. Mm-hmm. And those are linked up by wireless, uh, which is all going into a rack unit. And we've got a mixer and in-ears, in-ear monitors. So it's basically like plug in and play. Um, we also have lock-in tuners. So with the variation of the set, it's sort of like two, a guitar for like two songs in a row. So the guitars mm-hmm. don't go out you bass joke and sometimes tweak so it's like basically pretty foolproof and then we've got it backed up on an ipad and another laptop in case anything goes wrong with the backing tracks like they're cut out it switches to the um it will switch to the ipad like oh. mid-song it's actually um, pretty interesting of, like, it's pretty crazy i mean we were just using like amps and leads and not like like uh, uh wedges and monitors but we've we've transferred into as high grade um digital input as we can so it's it's pretty foolproof but i'm sure there'll be problems there seems to be a problem every show um like a little thing but then we learn from it um but it's the last time we played it was it was very foolproof um so that's the way to go in ears and, and wireless and midi switching is it's amazing because it means we don't have to change don't have to touch our, our pedal boards don't have to tune so it's just we just smash out the set um so it should be it should be all good. <laughs> nice. So it goes pretty quick. It looks like and pretty smooth uh, process. Yeah, it's been very like hard work and expensive getting there. Um, and there's more that we want to invest in, but it's uh, it's a pretty solid set at this point. Nice. And uh, from this upcoming tour, uh, what can we uh, expect from uh, from it and from you guys? Well, it's the yes yeah, small mix of like some of our old songs two or three uh old songs maybe just two and then a lot of digital nowhere uh new songs that people weren't have heard before um but they would have heard them by the by the time of the tour so um but yeah an interesting like heavy versatile set a bit of front man for me uh, a bit of guitar from joe um and yeah a pretty pretty strong set we hope like it's exciting like we haven't properly toured it so time will tell but um yeah, we feel pretty prepared. So uh, how do you keep yourself pumped and uh, keeping the high energy uh, while you're on stage? And how do you uh, make sure that uh, the crowd is having a good time and that they're pumped up and they're keeping the high energy throughout your set as well? Yeah, I think it's sort of a kind of like vibes back and forth off the crowd. Sometimes it's uh, even if you're like in a I haven't played an arena but like I've seen bands play an arena and you can be the first band and the crowd's kind of like not into it yet I think it's just maintaining your energy level um unrelated to how the crowd's responding and just being as energetic um and as positive and relaxed as you can be um 
And most of the time that has a positive effect. Um, it can be crowd dependent or venue dependent or like whatever's whatever's going on at the time. But um, yeah, just just in great engaging eye contact. Um, yeah, feeding off people's energy. Um, but I think you could, you, yeah, sometimes you can do all you can do in the crowds, not like it's, it's rare. Like it hasn't really, hasn't really happened to us. And sort of seeing with how it can happen with bands, like they can be giving it all and the crowd's not like no one's had a beer yet. And it's like early. Um, so yeah, but just, just, just warming up and being relaxed. Like I think I try and be as relaxed as I can before going on. I have a lot of like maybe nerves, like leading up to stuff in the weeks, but when it comes to it, it's like, well, we're here. Like, let's just, let's just go. Um, and it's also, uh, it's also like exercise. It feels good after you've done it. Um, it's fun. It goes really quickly. You've got, like, you've got a lot to concentrate on. It's kind of just like song after song. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, just try and enjoy it as much as you can. So it's a really long answer. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had to, uh, stop, um, you know, a song, uh, during a set just because somebody fell out, uh, fell down during the pit and you're like, Hey, pick that guy up. Not as of yet. Not as of yet. I think, uh, yeah, when that happens, we'll we'll work it out. Like if we see something that's uh, as dangerous or upsetting going on in the crowd, then we'll have to do that. But it hasn't happened to us yet. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, of course, if someone's in a dangerous situation, then yeah, we wouldn't hesitate to, to help them out. Of course. No. Awesome. That's uh very, you know, humane of you, you know, to actually look out for for your fans and the people out in the crowd as well. For sure. I know what it's like. I mean, I got knocked out in a uh, in a Shikari mosh pit when I was like 19 or something. Um, I didn't know what happened. I just got like clothesline and I woke up and I was like out in the crowd and people were waking me up and I was like, okay. Oh, so, <laughs> I don't know how it feels. So yeah, I don't want that to happen. To me. <laughs> and who uh, who do you say uh, your ideal bands to tour with would be? Honestly, I say these, but I don't want to, it's not like a I don't ever want to say arrogant, but like it's um like honestly, like who we would love to tour with would be like Incubus and Deftones, Limp Biscuit. Um, we would have loved to have toured with Linkin Park when they were around. Um, but then bands in our scene like Alpha Wolf, Thornhill, uh, Ocean Grove, Tom Broco. There's loads, so many bands with us. <laughs> but like Deftones would be I'm sure for loads of bands in our scene, they would be like, oh my god, it's a dream come true. I just feel like we could, we genuinely kind of could fit in as an opener um, for a band like that. And uh, I think they kind of dig what we were doing. So that's kind of, um, yeah, that's our highest, highest uh, thing to go for. Nice. Well, hopefully uh, Chino is listening because, you know, he throws that uh, music festival every year, Dia de los Deftones. So, you know, that'd be awesome if you could be like on the bill with them. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, 100%. Who and speaking of the bill, who decides uh, who's going to be on the tour and um, you know the rest of the bill? It's kind of up to the uh, agent, but also the band. Like I think I kind of think Vended organized this themselves with Gloom in the Corner, but they they organized their the tour themselves and then added Gloom in the Corner, and then I think Martin, our current agent, um, and our label suggested us to Vended, and they checked us out and really liked us, so it was kind of up to them. Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day but without the label and the and the agent we wouldn't have have got it so it's kind of like a team effort but i think it can be a lot to do with the band uh actually that's like the headliner because if they're if they're into a band even if they're smaller like yeah like let's bring those guys along 
um so yeah we're just we're kind of super grateful because we haven't properly toured so i guess they're taking a little bit of a risk on us but um yeah super excited but for example like again don't quote me but i think static dress have been on this last tour with bad omens and bring me the horizon mm-hmm. and i think that's 100 got to do with the fact that static dress are amazing and they stand out um and they're super successful and they deserve it but also maybe i think ollie knows ollie um mm-hmm. ollie from you know ollie from static dress so i think there can be arrangements like that um again i don't know if that's the reason but like i think that's sometimes how it works okay and then oh crap i'll have to cut this out because i totally lost my question <laughs> okay yeah um okay so that's uh you know another aspect that's actually uh you know pretty cool that i would never expected how, how that works in the you know setting up the the tour and who's on the bill um yeah I'm just grabbing my charger, sorry, because my laptop's going to die. No, you're okay. So sorry. Um, yeah, like I think, I don't know, like I think <laughs> Limp Bizkit, like uh, Wargasm. So mm-hmm. I guess Limp Bizkit will be like, let's get those guys on tour. Um, yeah. And then it gets, uh, it gets sorted like that. So yeah, if you're a likable band and people like your music, I think you're more likely to get on, get on those shows. So hopefully that can happen to us over the next couple of years yeah hopefully and what um what do you give like uh what would you say about the uh i guess uh recording artists or like uh, like you mentioned uh bedroom uh recording artists uh what, what's your opinion i mean especially starting as one and any advice that you would give out to them yeah i would say yeah just invest in getting your demos to the best quality that you can by investing in Get good drums if you're well, if you're a metal bedroom musician. Um, newer DSP plugins as well. Getting you know the best the best equipment and gear you can in terms of the best up to date Mac, up to date Logic, um, and just yeah, just do the work. I mean, um, I don't think you necessarily need to do a degree uh, in music tech or anything to know how to uh, produce on a semi decent level. Um, so yeah, just just spend the time and be creative when you want to be when it feels right. Can't force it um that's one thing i found i like try and force right stuff and it's always terrible like it has to happen organically when you've got the free time and space and that can be like you can finish work and be home at nine and about to go to bed and you're like oh i've got this idea so just do it when uh when the creativity uh just comes up basically okay and also uh, when it came to this album, uh, did you decide or was it the recording label that decided or your producers that uh, were like, okay, these songs are going to be making it to the album and then we're going to release this as the uh, the single? Yeah, it was um, a kind of symbiotic thing with us and the head of NR from our label. So we had probably narrowed it down to like 15 tracks and then sat and went through them and then uh, tweaked those trial and error made everything the best they could and then yeah kind of kind of it was the label suggested an order and then we were like yeah like that that works because it fitted with kind of what we wanted so mm-hmm. yeah, kind of a team job really okay that's uh actually pretty cool because i know a lot of bands don't have you know creative control and like what goes out first or what goes on to the album so i've heard nightmares no we we do i mean i think we, it's um yeah, like the guys at our label know what we want and we know what they want. So I think we respect 
their judgment and also if we like argued like no i think the song should go here like they would be like okay let's talk about it um <laughs> it's been smooth sailing really because i think sharpton like they know what they're doing um but I, yeah if there's any discrepancies like we could we always chat about it um and just work out what is best from their point of view and our point of view and work it out together so it's pretty smooth nice all right and um I just have one more question for you and then uh, we can go ahead and wrap this up. Um, and it has to be like another advice uh, question, but uh, this is to yourself. So um, knowing the knowledge that you have now, if you could give your younger self any piece of advice, uh, what would that piece of advice be? Um, oh, yeah. Like I wish I discovered freelance uh, income streams earlier on like maybe photography or graphic design um yeah find something that you're good at outside of whatever you're doing i mean some people would like get a degree and they're straight into it but for me i've always been a bit lost in figuring out what i want what i, what I want to do to make money so yeah getting into something um that you enjoy that you can make an income from and get as good as you can um and work really hard at it like use the time that you got because it goes quite quickly um so yeah, find a way of making money that you enjoy, I guess. Okay, that that makes sense. Uh, you're going to need it if you're starting a project. <laughs> and also uh, at this portion, um, you know, anything that you'd like to go ahead and throw out, um, any plugins uh, such as your social media, the band social media, uh, your tour, the name of the album, your LPs, where can we find uh, your music? For sure. So yeah, every, everything's tagged under app profiler band uh on instagram facebook twitter and threads uh find all our information on there so you can find us at sharp tone records as well by uh sharp tone records profiler typing that into google and then profiler band also on um just profiler sorry under spotify and youtube uh that's where you can find all of our assets if you go onto our link tree on our instagram that's where you can find our store for the album for the merch uh for the vinyl um and yeah, like a massive shout out to everyone who's who's checking us out and who's into the music and who's uh, already pre-ordered the, the vinyl. We're so grateful to everyone. And if you want to check out our tour, it's on Sharptones page. It's on uh, the Profiler Instagram page and all the tour dates are on there. And if you go onto our Facebook as well, you can find the ticket link uh, to get tickets for the shows that we're on tour. And if you want to come check us out, then that would be amazing. And thank you so much to everyone checking us out. Yeah. Basically. And uh, Mike, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, for your time today. I had, uh, you know, very insightful in the music industry. Uh, this So this is awesome. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. No, I appreciate talking to you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been good. Yeah, absolutely.